Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. 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 First off, welcome to Fireside. When we talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, mate, he's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my much power, earth too with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Ninjas. So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I have to keep it down. There's a baby sleeping not too far from me. But welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. Mashko. Wow, normally I would say I'm kicking it, but I'm just chilling because I Kick think we're it chilling. quietly. Quiet kicking. I don't want to be that person. No, not waking the baby. <laughs> no waking the baby. <laughs> and then there's Moshko. And I'm back. <laughs> wow, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting week. You know, I know. You I'm just, here. You, it's like the parents with... are fighting and you're the kid in the middle of custody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's what it a, feels like. Do you want to live with daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so so uh, wait w- w- what are we talking about today <laughs> uh so first off let me just get this out of the way if i'm if i'm super quiet and un as not as energetic as i normally am is because i am on vacation so if you are if you are watching this and it looks very weird that's why um so i'm at the shore with my family and there's a lot of children near and one of them is asleep and i don't want to get the wrath of my sister for waking up the baby so we're going to keep this somewhat quiet i'm going to do my best because i'm very excited over the fourth episode of loki we're going to keep oh. it low key Wow. If that's the most womp womp earth two joke I've ever heard. It's Maybe terrible. not earth two. I get where you came from, but show. that was yeah. that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we haven't recorded we didn't do a, a review for episode three. And obviously episode four just came out and oh we have to talk about that. So again, we had other plans for a different show today, but that went right out the window with episode four. Cause episode four, I think's the best episode yet. I don't think any episode touches that one. I think they've all been good. Three's been a little meh, but four was special. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, episode three was the shortest so far. Uh, and even though it was short, or I'm sorry, maybe if it were longer, it would have been better. It seems like they've been packing in, but I, I can understand why episode three, they had to do it the way they did. Uh, I almost feel it was kind of a filler episode just to it, kind of get us 100%. to episode four. It was there was there were two yeah. main goals in that episode. There were it was it was pansexual Loki and um, what's it called Sylvie's backstory. It's really it. That's that was with the goal of uh, you could you could have taken both of those moments and put it in episode four. Um, mm-hmm. 
It's episode. It did very much felt like a filler episode. So here, let's run wind the clock back. Last week, episode three, we get we saw in episode two that Loki left with the variant, uh, and to and Lady Loki and him are now in that apocalyptic moment where it's hard to survive, and because of Loki, the device that allows them to move in and out of time gets destroyed, so they're stuck mm-hmm. on a planet that's about to be destroyed. So the whole episode is them coming to grips with the fact that they're about to die. So Sylvie doesn't get a chance to to do her major mission like to fulfill her 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 self-imposed destiny and regular loki or superior loki or whatever you want to call him he just gets drunk (laughs) he gets drunk to deal with the fact that he's going to die as well um and some interesting things happen uh number one spoiler alert for everybody we're now going to head into huge spoiler territory big time um so at this point uh, you know what? Here, Moshko, we'll just do our thing. We do real quick. Uh, episode three was a little boring, uh, but I could see where it's somewhat necessary. Episode four was incredible. What's your quick review for anybody who hasn't watched them yet? Ditto. Let's get into the Perfect. spoilers. All right, spoiler territory. All right, so then the big two moments. One uh, was a moment that the writer, the showrunner of this show, said the main goal of hers was to turn Loki into uh, a pansexual, which was a goal of hers, according to a tweet that she wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get that moment of, you know, is there a young princess at home or maybe a young, young prince? And Loki says a little bit of both, which for anyone into Norse mythology means a whole lot more than <laughs> just men and women, because it also involves animals. And yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to go let's there. Thirteen here. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, yep. He, uh, when he said a little bit of both, he meant a little bit of all. Uh, but <laughs> then, then we also find out that all of the variants are... Uh, excuse me, all of the TSA or most of the TSA or what we believe to be all of the TSA. The TSA or the TVA? The TVA. (laughs) You know what? That kind of works TSA. Uh, That's kind of true. All the TSA (laughs) are are TVA variants. (laughs) It makes so much more sense. Um, So yeah, the TVA is, uh, is populated by variants. So that was the big two reveals. And then we have, um, because the two of them held hands, created this crazy nexus event, which for anybody who's not been following the show is when the uh, a splinter in the timeline that could create its own timeline happens when Lady Loki, Sylvie and Loki hold hands, which seems like there's going to be a romantic relationship, which is the most narcissistic, wonderful thing for Loki. The fact that he <laughs> fell in love with himself is the greatest thing. It like when I, when they were going in that direction, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This dude loves himself. That's so. That's, so at this point, I know when we get into episode four, it's at this point, do you still believe that this person, that Sylvie could be enchantress or you're like lock in step with that person? They still can pull it off because definitely the hair um, and the name still point to to, uh, enchantress. But at this Mm -hmm. point, seeing her is being her history. And -hmm. that might've been more in episode four. I'm getting it mixed up when you see her as a little girl with long black hair right like loki what i so she what i found really interesting throughout episode three and i i had no i had notes on this i don't know where they are but i know i wrote this down there was probably three or four different times where loki said enchant enchanting and somewhere like you know leaving those bread breadcrumbs of this is who this person is and now you know as as we move on it's we're starting to think that's not the case, and it's we're we're really going down that Loki path. 
Well, and we'll get more into this in episode four, but there's mm-hmm. still a good possibility that normal Loki dies and Sylvie's the only one left who becomes mm-hmm. the MCU's version of Enchantress. Mm-hmm. So she might not be Enchantress as we've known her. She is a tried and true MCU version of a comic character, very similar to Iron Boy instead mm-hmm. of Spider-Man. You know right. what I mean? Like Parker is... Look, I know there's some people who hate MCU's Peter Parker. I don't, but I understand the criticisms of that is not truly Peter uh, mm-hmm. because he's very Iron Man influenced. He has a very, uh, he's he's part and parcel to Iron Man's story, which is very odd for Spider-Man fans. Uh, so mm-hmm. I get that. But this is going to be, in my opinion, if it happens, another character who is essentially the MCU, like an MCU tokenized version of a comic Marvel character. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, she might be enchantress in name only, but and maybe mannerisms, but origin and backstory completely different. B- mm-hmm. Born and bred in the MCU, so that's a possibility. And we got and look, we know that enchantress plays a big role in Young Avengers. Well, it plays a role, I shouldn't say big role, but it plays a role in Young Avengers. And we also got another character, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, who also plays a big role in Young Avengers. So mm-hmm. we can see more how they're setting up that world, um, which I think is probably the most important thing to this show, which is setting up other stuff. So uh, let's episode four ends. They get chapped by the, uh, the TSA. I'm just going to say it now because it's funny. Um, they get trapped by the TSA. Start putting up TSA logos and stuff in the uh, video. <laughs> uh, and they, um, and that's how it ends. So that they're now being controlled. They're now under the, uh, you know, being interrogated by the TVA. So episode four begins, and that's where things change dramatically. So first off, we get that awesome cameo by Sif. The Sif cameo mm-hmm. was perfect, and it ties back to a really old Norse mythology. Like, if you read the the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pre- pretty sure it opens with the cutting the hair of Sif. Right. So I, she I, walks yeah, in. I did read that somewhere. That is an actual story from Norse mythology. So when she walks in all all pissed off that Loki cut her hair, she punches him in the face, kicks him in the balls, and then walks out. And then that's the time loop, the, the prison mm-hmm. that he's in, after he tells Mobius that he's a variant. Um, that cameo was perfect. And I love the way he handles that cameo. Like, he keeps trying different ways to to stop her from abusing him, and it's just not mm-hmm. working. Um it, that whole thing was beautifully done and giving giving time for Mobius to find out why uh, Loki is trying so hard to convince him that he's a variant. Because, again, remember, Mobius, to him, he he was born of the TVA. He believes in the TVA. It's his reason for existing. So sh- telling him something like that and for him to believe it is a big deal, especially coming from Loki, who's already betrayed him. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm, he, right. he's, he's already talked about it. He already knew it was coming, but believe like when he said, I have to, he is, I have to take the word of two Lokis. It's, that's hard to do. It's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to believe that guy. Um, but yeah, so then we get into the saddest moment of the entire show at, uh, thus far, which is uh, Owen Wilson tragically meeting his demise maybe possibly maybe Maybe he comes back we don't know but he definitely was deleted or pruned he was pruned uh Mm -hmm. with a great little speech about you took me from my life where i had a jet ski Mm -hmm. that that was was, unexpected that was completely unexpected it was one of those moments where you know my mouth dropped and i went what 
So that happened twice. There was two. Well, that happened three times. Three big, yeah. three big. Like what the? Uh, but you know what? This what's great about this show, and this is shows in general. Like we love to theorize, but I'll be very honest. I want to be wrong when I theorize things. Mm-hmm. If I oh, think yeah. something's gonna go one way, I really, I believe that's what's gonna happen. So I stand by all the things that I said was gonna happen in this show. Mm-hmm. But they're probably not going to happen, which makes me love the show so much more because I had no clue where it was going. I had no, I did not think in a million years some of these things that happened were going to happen, which is great. That's a good show. That means they're keeping I, you on the edge of your seat and you can't guess it. I, I think you just cracked the code for every rumor and fan site out there. And now it makes sense to me why everybody reads those, you know, the trash sites <laughs> about what's going on. Uh, makes sense now. I never, never I, thought I, of it I, that I, way. It's The Walking Dead. I mean, remember, The yeah. Walking Dead. Speaking of which, speaking of which, real quick, Walking Dead tie. Did you notice who was playing Sylvie? Young Sylvie? Yes, it was, was uh, little uh, Judith. It was Judith. Yeah, little little ass kicker is is lady is, mm-hmm. is young lady Loki. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the Walking Dead knew that everyone, well, knew most people who were watching that show read the book. So right. how do you keep it fresh for them? Got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this is. And I think that's what the MCU is probably going to do from moving forward. I think this is going to piss a lot of people off. It's already like, doing there. It. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are going to be really upset by this because they want the characters that they've always wanted to see being portrayed on screen. Very similar to what we got in the first few phases, because first few phases were pretty. I mean, I mean, they took their liberties, but they were just an amalgamation of regular 616 uh, and the ultimate universe. And there was another universe where heroes age in normal time. But I forget. I forget what universe that is. But anyway, it's it's pretty much an amalgamation of those three things. So you get a a pretty true to form version of the characters minus Spider-Man. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get that for certain characters that they bring in that are brand new. But characters that are introduced through the shows are going to be MCU versions of that show, especially knowing that the MCU is its own multiverse at this point. Mm-hmm. So there there is no tie to the the cosmic the comic world. It's yeah. just its own thing. That that kind of scares me for moon knight and blade when when we see those uh just because that and and blade blade they blade talked got about another. vampires ah well and the, the second time in a thor in a thor property yeah they brought up vampires so the fact that he says vampires and if you look at the order on disney plus mm-hmm. where loki fits in loki happens first mm-hmm. so although wandavision came out this is technically the first show after endgame so the chronologically, it's Endgame, Loki, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So that means WandaVision happens when the multiverse is already created, meaning that's how she's a nexus being in the first place where all right. energy powers through her because there is a multiverse at the point of WandaVision where there wasn't. Although, how would, how would Agatha know that? Mm. Like, how would Agatha have any clue that that happened? Well, whatever. We won't, we won't look under they'll, that. Yeah, <laughs> they'll have to sort it's that not, out. It's not poke, poke holes just yet. Let, yeah. let let the show play. Maybe they answer that. Maybe 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 we maybe Agatha shows up or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It was her all um, along. <laughs> how funny would that be? How funny would it be if at the end? So spoiler alert: the timekeepers turned out to be uh, androids, mm-hmm. and Agatha is the one who programmed them. <laughs> she sings another song. Where she's like tinkering with the uh, with the timekeepers. So yeah, then we find we finally meet the timekeepers, which I don't know about you, but I couldn't understand a damn word. Nope. Two of the of the three were saying the dude in the middle got him; he was okay, mm-hmm. but the other two lizard people didn't get them. 
Yeah, and I was trying to pull the old, you know, pull up the captions, and sometimes they say who the characters' names are. Um, number one, I couldn't get to that menu fast enough, and I didn't feel like rewinding it. But uh, yeah, I couldn't understand them at all either. And mm. hopefully, somebody transcribed that somewhere to so yeah, they, see what they, it was. It was three. It was three Banes from from Dark Knight Rises sitting up there <laughs> with makeup on. Um, you must go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and get out of here now. <laughs> They and um, I again, I don't know much about the TVA because the TVA and the comics are pretty short lived. I mean, they've been around, mm-hmm. they make appearances, but they're not that big of a deal. But apparently in the comics, a TVA agent creates the timekeepers who create who turn when they get they get messed up and become the time twisters and eventually mm-hmm. change them to come back to the timekeeper. So it's a it's a TVA agent that kind of creates the TVA in the first place. But I don't yeah. do not think that's where this is going. Well, I mean, so if. Uh, you know, Renslayer, Renslayer mm. is controlling that whole operation, it seems, or she but Renslayer is and Kang have a it. history. They have a history. Right. It's, it's the all signs. And as much as we oh, kind of fought against it, all signs point to Kang. Mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror is absolutely because it, it bolsters his pop. Look, it, it makes him a more credible and larger threat for Ant-Man 3 mm-hmm. by making him the main villain. So people are going, oh, that's that dude from Loki. Right. Yeah. People who are not familiar with the comics as much are going to be like, that's that Loki guy that, that controlled time. You mm. know, that's it's it, it makes a lot of sense in the in the MCU. And I, I look my my bias of Kang alone. Here, here's the sad truth of the next phase of the MCU. Besides the Doctor Strange and uh, Scarlet Witch stuff. I don't care about a lot of these properties. Like, I don't care about yeah. the Young Avengers. I didn't like Hulkling. I didn't. I mean, Wicked's cool, but I didn't. I don't, I don't care. Patriot's okay, but it's not like I went out of my way to read young Avengers books. So Mm -hmm. all of this push to get to the young Avengers, I'm going to enjoy as a fan of the MCU, not a fan of comics. If that makes sense. Like how I enjoyed Thor wasn't a Thor comic fan prior to the MCU. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm going to be with the, yeah. And like everything, everything is getting a lot deeper into the characters and the history and bringing up, new you know individuals and and things like that and there's a lot like ant-man i i enjoyed the first two movies i could honestly say i never read a single page of ant-man unless it was tied in with something else uh so you know rudd does an awesome job as the character uh side note they finished a scene that no one was supposed to know about over like over the weekend in san francisco we didn't include it in the the news this week but just a side note, um, but what, I mean, you're old, talking about for Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah, 3? Uh, qu- yeah, Quantum Mania, something to do with it was in a police, uh, you know, facility. So interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, no, no mean, one will have any context what it is until we actually see it in a trailer. <laughs> doesn't very, matter. This very is, true. This is like the Moon Knight when they were like, they're shooting Moon Knight, and they just showed the outside <laughs> of a of a of a museum with some trucks. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it might there might be a museum scene. I got nothing. This was official. This one was sure. Official. Okay, so there's going to be a scene at a police station. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you? What do you? You got nothing. You got nothing from that. Throwing out facts. Um. All right. So, Sylvie cuts the head off of one of the timekeepers. We find out it's an android. The mm-hmm. android, more than likely, was created by Kang the Conqueror, who is trying to control time because that's his whole thing. You know, he's a time traveling villain. That's his thing. He's trying mm-hmm. to control time. So. There you go. That's a, that's how Kang fits into this whole thing. Uh, but the big thing, the big change was that uh, good old Loki gets uh, 
gets pruned, which pruned. did not see coming whatsoever. That was probably the most shocking moment of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I could see Sylvie living longer than Loki because she has, she could be enchantress for a young Avengers story. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can see where future and we've already, Tom Hiddleston's already been in so many roles. His contract has to be ending soon, whether, unless he decides to keep it going. Like he's got to mm-hmm. be, he's got to be hitting the end just like everybody else. Although I hear Mark Ruffalo is now going to be staying. Um, so I guess some mm-hmm. of the originals will be hanging out for longer and Tom Hiddleston because Loki is so important to his career might yeah. hang out longer. Might, we might get longer Tom Hiddleston. Because it again, this is a wildly important role to this guy's that's, longevity. That's the only as an Tom actor. I want to. That's the only Tom I want to continue to see in the MCU. Oh wow, you don't like Tom Holland that much? Wow. <laughs> well, now I'm just playing it up because now it's kind of an oh. ongoing thing. Um, <laughs> with with Loki, so I had this this idea and feeling throughout the show that really that Tom Hiddleston's Loki really wasn't Loki, and that Sylvie is actually tom hiddleston's loki if that makes any sense meaning he was casting the like illusion that you know all that stuff was going on i don't think that's the case anymore but that's that's well, kind of where i was going for a while episode two where sylvie keeps saying don't call me loki and was legitimately getting upset being called loki i mm-hmm. think is leading us to tom hiddleston becoming a character known as eichel which is just loki backwards and Eichel is a variation of Loki um, after Kid Loki, who we also saw, which we'll talk about in a second, mm-hmm. um, who is trying to be a little bit more altruistic. Who's trying to be more of a good, like an anti-hero kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, again, I don't, this is not a book that I followed because we're in a time that was not for me <laughs> in comics, but <laughs> that um, essentially how this all works is you had at the end of at the end of the show the end credit tease all of a sudden after we think Loki died Loki is actually transported to a it looks like a destroyed New York after the events mm-hmm. of Avengers had the nuke of hit so to me it's the nuke hits um, at, and Iron Man never saves the day and this is a version this is a timeline there where everybody in New York died there are no heroes of New York anymore and I would put money that the TVA uses this as a prison. So it's another mm-hmm. timeline that's treated as a prison. So people who were pruned, although you might've thought they died, were actually transported to this place. And in this place, you find multiple Lokis. And there was the old school Loki. There was an old man Loki who had the original Loki costume, like mm-hmm. the goofy Luke looking costume. There was a crocodile Loki. There was a crazy big Loki with a hammer. And then there was kid Loki and kid Loki is a big deal. Because if we're moving to Young Avengers, this is another Young Avengers tie. Um, Kid Loki happens after Siege. So to make this as fast as I can, there was Ragnarok, which is where, which was the destruction of Asgard at the hands of Loki. Uh, then all of the essence of the, the Asgardians went into people as they were supposed to go into new bodies. Loki took the body that was meant for Sif. And Mm -hmm. that's how he becomes Lady Loki. And then Lady Loki doesn't believe that Asgard should be on Earth, that it should be its own thing. So he meets with the Dark Avengers, which is 
which apparently we're getting to anyway, which still all of this ties in. Um, the Dark Avengers was, uh, what can I think of his name? The Green Goblin. What can I think of his name? Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn's <laughs> version of the Avengers. So Norman Osborn, after Secret Empire, takes over as the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. because Tony, because um, he was the one who took out the Scroll Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he creates Hammer and creates the Dark Avengers, which is all the villains dressed up as superheroes. And Loki convinces them to attack Asgard to prove that people that of Midgard don't want them there and hopefully they would leave. Well, that backfires completely. And the siege is the name of the book that takes place for the destruction of Asgard. And the Robert Reynolds sentry shows up, turns into the void and kills Loki. So Loki dies. um, But beforehand, Loki knows he's going to die because it's Loki and convinces Hela to remove his name from the books of hell. So in those books, she keeps track, you know, keeping a list, checking it twice, uh, Mm decides who goes to Valhalla and who goes to the realm of, of Mr. Steph. Well, not Mr. Steph of Hela. So Loki convincing her to remove his name means that he was never supposed to go to hell in the first place when he died. So he was re- re- resurrected as a little boy named kid Loki in Paris who has no clue that he's Loki. He's just a, a you know, a rap scallion. He's like a, rap he's just scallion. a kid. You know what I mean? He's a scallywag. I don't think that's the right term, but he's just a, he's a hooligan. There you, you know? go. He's, yeah. just a, he's just a kid. He's just a kid who doesn't know that he was Loki. He's just, and he's, you know, he's, he's mischievous as, as children of the street might be. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've got to ask you a question. Do yeah. you have, do you have this stuff written down somewhere behind you, in front of you? This, this is all just coming off the, off the dome. These, as the kids I, say. I look, I read a lot of, of, of the big books, but I didn't read really a lot of the tie-ins, which is where a lot of this comes from. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hazy on how it all fits, but in the big books, you see all of them. Mm-hmm. So, and then just from years of comics and, and talking, it's <laughs> a lot but of anyways, knowledge. That's, that's how, that's how kid Loki works. Got so that's, it. and that's who the kid we see holding the, the alligator and kid Loki mm-hmm. is also connected with the young Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. But kid Loki's cool because kid Loki doesn't realize his past. He doesn't, he mm-hmm. wants to be somewhat of a good guy because he doesn't know he was ever a bad guy. Like Odin, Odin's pretty mean to him because Odin blames him for Ragnarok, but he doesn't know right. what Ragnarok was. Now, um, now the, and, go ahead. Keep going. Keep that's going. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, to getting to Eichel, um, that is a older version of Kid Loki who essentially talks to the essence of Kid Loki and original Loki, old man Loki, that old dude we saw. So original Loki with the original costume. Mm-hmm. And that's when he decides to be an altruistic version of Loki. And seeing how we have those two versions of the characters in that post credit scene, it would lead me to believe that that conversation could take place, turning Tom Hiddleston's Loki into Eichel. If that makes sense. So we, this ends the, so Loki does truly end at the end of this because we get a new character named Eichel. Right. That that's tremendous. <laughs> if if that's, that's where it's going. Right. Look, this, this goes back into my last theory where I was completely wrong on pretty much everything I said. Right. And that's, that's kind of where I was, I was going. So with, um, so at the, in the mid, the mid credit scene as, as, which by the way, I figured there was something there and I just kept going and I didn't see anything and I had to rewind and go back and go back and go back. I couldn't find the damn thing. Then I watched it and you know, it's pretty obvious that that they're there uh, among like rubble and, and stuff like that, which we saw, you know, before the show was even released with um, him standing there and you could see the, uh, you know, the tower in the background and everything. Normally I would say, okay, all of that, is uh, tied together but 
when all that promo stuff was happening, we also saw Loki sitting next to a woman, blonde hair on a purple planet, who we thought was Black Widow. You know, obviously that wasn't her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they kind of threw that in there to, to mix us up and it worked. So now there's definitely a doubt in my mind where some of this stuff is going. But I mean, it was obvious he was in, you know, on a that just planet, planet that was where, being destroyed. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so, I, I, I think the people who are more than likely going to be able to guess what the MCU is doing moving forward are people who don't read comics and just focus on the events of the MCU. Right. People who have expectations for where they want the books to go, mm-hmm. or where they want the movies to go based on books that they've read, are going to read into things way too much. Which is, this goes back to Mephisto. Yep. This is this is Mephisto all over again. It's just that everybody wants to see the MCU go in a certain way because they expect it's going to follow the scheme of the comics. Where at this point, it can't. At this point, there's too much continuity to take into place to continue to to also take into account the continuity of you know 75 years of comics. So it has to the MCU con- timeline continuity of the MCU has to come first, and then you form fit comics stuff into it as best as you can mm-hmm. but not if it makes it too convoluted which is what we comic nuts have a tendency to do because we expect it because of the books and i think that is the reason why most really hardcore comic fans are not guessing these shows properly because these all these crazy wild theories that aren't turning out to be true mm-hmm. because when you look at it the lowest common denominator tends to be true like the simplest answer tends to be the right one like for example agatha all along is a way more simple reason for all of the things happening in wandavision than it being mephisto because you don't have to explain anything. You explained it through the show. You made you it makes life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't really have that. It was it was a bit more I mean it's still very good, but it it didn't have the the outside intrigue that this mm-hmm. that Loki and WandaVision does. It was pretty much more more of a straightforward story. But even this one with us saying Kang the Conqueror, it only reason that Kang the Conqueror makes sense is because of Quantumanium. You take Ant-Man 3 out of the picture, Right. I would I would throw away this theory of Kang the Conqueror completely just because of the convoluted nature of Kang. Mm-hmm. But they kind of have to. Do you do you if, think it would have been going there. Do you think it would have been better if they didn't announce hey you know, they didn't announce who was playing Kang? 100%. Like, 100% yeah. because it, missed, because it would have been a shock. Yeah, I think they missed it. But I also the other side of it is the casual fan went out read up on this character and now there's way more people that know who this is. So, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. here's the thing, it's it's a it's a, a downward slope that we've seen all of Hollywood go forever, which is giving up major plot points before anything ever happens. Mm-hmm. Like the end of it was like well, to be fair, I would say it started with Terminator 2 <laughs> Judgment Day if we want to go that far back. I mean, didn't everything Dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, but yeah, when we found out that the Terminator was the good guy and that in the trailer was the downfall of trailers because mm-hmm. that would have been a huge moment seeing that movie, not realizing the Terminator is the good guy. Same thing would be true uh, in Spider-Man taking the shield from Cap in the Civil War. You already had people in Civil War. You didn't have to show Spider-Man. We all were going no matter what. You were, oh, the Avengers are going to fight themselves? I'm in. <laughs> you didn't have to show that. You show me a little Black Panther, maybe, mm-hmm. but you could have kept Spider-Man under wraps. 
uh, in what was it? Uh, not Age of Apocalypse. Was it Age of Apocalypse? No, not Age of Apocalypse. Was it First Class? What was the one where they showed Wolverine? And they showed his claws in the trailer. and Because that's when they see Weapon X and they let him out. Was that First Class? I think that was First Class. I think so. But my point is, they should have yeah. never shown Wolverine's trailer. You were making a new X-Men movie. X-Men fans were going to go see that. That, was gonna, that movie was going to make money regardless. Right. And then when word of mouth hit that Wolverine was in it, more people would have hit the theater. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's marketing. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, now, look at, uh, what was the last Transformers movie? Or the uh, last Terminator movie where John Connor was the bad guy that they told us that fate. in the trailer. They told, it's like you, wouldn't, you didn't learn from your mistakes of your earlier movies. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me he's the bad guy. Let me yeah. find out in the movie he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So that, you're right. Can that they, wasn't a terrible movie if you didn't see it. Not bad. Uh, I didn't watch it just because it's just, I don't like the idea of John Connor, especially that guy as John Connor, the villain. Um, but going back to what you said earlier about Kang's casting, to be fair, that's also on people like us. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's doing news related stuff oh, on yeah. comic books, who's covering these stuff, who were just like, oh, if I say Kang, if I, if I have proof that Kang's going to be in this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get clicks. It's inevitable. Like, it's yeah. going to happen. So of course they're going to do it. But yeah. that well, right it, there you know, it's the, ruins it's, a lot. It's the guy's agent. He puts out information to the, you know, the PR team, PR team, then pushes it out to, you know, a Hollywood Reporter and Deadline and all those wonderful sources of news. And yeah, then everybody else just eats it up and puts it out. So Well, even look at um uh well look at look at the uh, what happened with COVID mm-hmm. and the movie industry. Of course, rumors and news was the only thing keeping it alive. Yep. The hope for what was going, what was to come, was it? That was only thing keeping people invested in the MCU. We had no Black Widow. We had no. Mm-hmm. There's nothing coming out. So, and we were, we got spoiled for ten years of just continual releases, like two a year. Yeah, and that's you know that's something I I commend Disney and Marvel and everybody on uh, and them on is not releasing Black Widow until they could actually put it in the theater. Um, just. Because just from an economical standpoint, you know, Fast and the Furious, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that for a second. We all know I love it. Uh, made, uh, I mean, it's upwards of like $400 million at this point uh, worldwide with being released in the theaters. And that's the only place you can see it. And, you know, they've, they're making their money back. It's probably going to hit uh, at least 750 to maybe a billion. I mean, it did. The if franchise billion, just makes money. If it hits a billion, then movies are back. Yeah, but back. If, because of the the progress that that film made, you know, Black Widow will absolutely do a billion dollars. There's no doubt about well, it. They're gonna, it's gonna do a billion dollars whether it hits it in theaters or not. Because mm-hmm. people are gonna pay for it. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I, look, I'm going twice already, and I'm damn well watching it at home. Mm-hmm. So they're they easily got damn almost like what close to a hundred bucks for me already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's. It's it it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they there there are those of us who are going to support and make that profitable regardless. Mm-hmm. Like even the trash movies were like, oh, I don't want to see that, but you know, I'm. What yeah. are you doing next Friday? Do you, do you think at any <laughs> point, or do you think Black Widow will tie into Loki at all? No, just from a timing standpoint, because everything was kind of pushed. No, and flipped. because it happens b- way before. Mm. So it's just prior to Endgame, anyway. Right. It was more of a segue and, and, to get back to the story. And here's the thing. Why would it? Right. 
There's nothing about that movie unless maybe just Loki pops up and just goes ah, and then disappears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they could they could just have him like all showing up on a rooftop and going, oh, yeah, I know her. Well, yeah. I mean, unless there's like a She's, quantum realm kind of thing that happens where somebody gets pushed back to that time. Mind you, Scarlet or uh, Black Widow might be the only character to trick the trickster. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think of, did anybody else do that? Besides the TVA, I guess. But she was the only one to, like, legitimately trick him. Mm-hmm. In the first Avengers, when, she, when, he, when he gave up his plan, no, you brought the monster. Oh, Banner, that's your play. That whole scene is brilliant. Right. It's the master of lies. And hmm. she was able to trick him. This is Black Widow doesn't get enough respect. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully this movie does it for her. But Black Widow... I think if it came down to it, Black Widow would could take could could take the team. Mm-hmm. She could lead that team. So I mean, with look, um, her, in Secret Invasion, yeah. by far the best part of Secret Invasion was when she realized that they the scrolls bleed a different color. Right. So she just shoots everybody. <laughs> the moment <laughs> she sees them, she shoots them, and if they're bl- if it's blood is 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 red, she's like, oh okay, we're good. She shoots Wolverine like an instantaneously. He turns the corner, bang, and she goes, oh, we're fine. He's pissed. She's like, well, you're not a scroll. We're good. What do you want to do? <laughs> That's why I know. With, with two episodes left, where do you think this is ultimately going to go? It's the destruction of the timeline. 100%. Mm-hmm. That, that's how it ends. I, I believe we will get a scene with Owen Wilson on a jet ski. It has to happen. <laughs> it I, it'll does. probably be an, has to be in like an end credit scene too. I don't even want an end credit scene that ties into anything. I just want him on a wave runner. That's it. Give me that. I'll be happy. Um, we know the scenes coming up. It'll probably be the next episode where he says Loki or Loki for president pin. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, what did you expect? Oh, that's right. So what'll probably happen is Sylvia will end up in that world. So mm-hmm. remember, she's like, tell me everything. She's going to learn that the Lokis are sent to a place. Right. She's going to go to that place. And when she gets there, Loki's going to be in charge. How about because, this? Does she, does she get uh, pruned? I think she'll let herself be pruned to get there. Hmm. She'll let herself get pruned to get there. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, how else would you get there? I guess. I guess you could use the little time thing. But yeah. I, I have a feeling that thing allows you to, I think that, that device allows you to go anywhere within the timeline where there's a splinter happening. I mm-hmm. think that stick sends you to this other timeline that is only used as a prison. Got it. Hmm. Now I could be completely wrong on this because I I'm running on very little information here, but <laughs> it would make sense that she shows up and she because again he keeps saying he's the superior Loki. So when he gets there, he's President Loki, like that the the famous comic cover where he's where he's running for president. Mm-hmm. Um. So and then that's when they all betray him because of course they would. They're all Lokis. I think we're gonna see a bunch of Lokis. I don't like the four that we saw. I think is tip of the iceberg. I think we're gonna see a planet because remember they said earlier that no other no other person has caused more variants than Loki. Mm-hmm. And if they're all getting pruned, that means they're all <laughs> at this place. Right. Big old Loki so party. I, I, that's yes, and I think Superior Loki is gonna be the one in charge. Mm-hmm. At least he thinks he's gonna be, and then they all put the swords up to his neck and then it's going to be Sylvie and Loki versus Loki's and it'll probably be kid Loki that helps him. And kid Loki will probably be a major plot pointer character in the next two episodes because he'll move into whatever the young Avengers property is going to be. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Whether that's a show or a movie or wherever that's going mm-hmm. or hell you can have Loki season two about kid Loki. That's true. Yeah. And then tie in. Yeah, and then have that be uh, another branch to get us to 
Um, you could do Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Could just season two could be renamed Patriot. Mm-hmm. You could the season two for a bunch of these shows. Season two for WandaVision could be could be Wiccan Speed instead of WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see when the the first show comes out where the ratings and the the views are nowhere near what they expected, and how they then change the future of the MCU and everything. Because that's going to happen. You're right, but I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as you think. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is that we are addicted to Marvel properties. We're addicted to this stuff. We mm-hmm. we fiend for it. <laughs> and I I I have I'm uh, I don't see it as a negative because it's the most entertaining stuff that's coming out of Hollywood. Right. Bar none. Like it's it's I've never seen anything like this as long as I've lived. Like I guess the closest you could come would be Quentin Tarantino's connected universe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, or maybe the books, maybe Stephen King's book series. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's books. Like I haven't seen a movie series that connects like this. Like even something like like James Bond that's been going on for how long does not have this connectivity and cohesiveness that the MCU has. I mean, of course they have their plot holes. You're going to get that with 22 properties and three TV shows. You're going to get them from time to time. It happens. It's the whole, whole reason for Crisis on Infinite Earths was to fix plot holes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, but I've never seen movies and shows connected in such a way where not only are they telling intriguing, interesting stories that are pushing character development forward and characters are still very much the center. They're character driven stories, not plot driven stories and setting up future properties and keeping that cohesive. Like think about all the, the, the tick, the, 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 the numbers they have to hit to make it what they want and popular. Right. You know, like that's crazy amount of, of, of forethought. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. So that's why when people get mad, like, Oh, we lost, you know, so-and-so director or so-and-so actor left cause they were pissed because they couldn't make changes they want. Yeah. But you don't know what those changes mean 10 <laughs> years from now. Like the decisions you make now are going to affect what a future filmmaker can do. How mm-hmm. crazy is that? Every decision that one of these writers or, or, uh, directors is making has a direct influence on the next 10 years worth of movies potentially mm-hmm. that's why you that's don't fire wild. james gunn <laughs> and and that's also why you fire edgar wright <laughs> could, could you imagine what was going on in the the team of people when they said all right he's out of here could you imagine what that like room looked I'm like sh- i'm sure there were a lot of people who were pissed yeah yeah, that's uh, and we're happy he's back. Mm-hmm. And we're and you know Dave Batista goes, <laughs> see ya, Dave. Uh, it's it's not that it's not the end of the world. Losing Dave Baptista's Drax is not the end of the world. It, he cracks me up, man. Mm-hmm. Like he that dude. Did you see did you see the interview he did recently where he, he he said he would he he has no interest in doing movies with other wrestlers because he is an actor and they are not. <laughs> it's like come on, man, really. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if yeah. you like I know you've done a lot of different roles. Some of them are some of them are character roles, but mm-hmm. you're still pretty Dave Baptista at each role. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Dune's different. Maybe Dune's different. But oh, like, that's right, he's in it. Yeah, maybe he's good at it. And it would not surprise me if Dave Baptista is an outstanding actor, but the arrogance of that just bothers me. Like I refuse to work with other wrestling actors because I'm an I'm a thespian. Are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Uh, sure, he, he Drax. Hasn't reached, and, yeah, he hasn't reached Cena level, and he's definitely nowhere near Rock level. So, you know, who well, are, what Cena, are they? Can, can Cena act? I don't know. I've only ever seen a couple he, movies that Cena's is in. Funny as all heck. I think once uh, he was great in Trainwreck, he was yeah. outstanding in Trainwreck. But Probably. being funny doesn't mean you can act. Uh, mm. uh, there are exceptions. We'll Adam Sandler, right? There are mm. exceptions. But John C. Riley is John C. Riley. <laughs> you know? I, th- I think we uh, we diverted a little too much. Oh, we, we went off on a uh, what are those? We completely called? diverted. Our time tangent. Tan- no, the timeline. Time, the a time tangent. Oh, this yeah. is a we're th- variants we, now. We're <laughs> this was our nexus event. <laughs> we're gonna get pruned in about two minutes. <laughs> uh, so look is. I know there were people who were, especially I know people were reaching out to Moshko about where our episode three <laughs> review was. Right. Um, I can't guarantee there's an episode five review. It really depends on the value of episode five. Um, we have other show ideas that we want to do, but Loki has just been because because it's so important to the future of Marvel. And that's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. Regardless if you like the plot of this show, the plot of this show is the future of Marvel. Hands down. It is how everything's going to work moving forward. So regardless of your feelings on the on the acting, on the character, regardless of your feelings on any of it, this is one of the most important pieces of the MCU, hands down. Mm-hmm. This is this is shield being destroyed in um in uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. This is Ragnarok being destroyed or uh, Ragnarok happening in Asgard being destroyed. Like these are, well, this is one of those things where this show will have a lasting impact that stretches way beyond the next, you know, probably five, six years of movies, mm-hmm. probably longer, probably forever, because I doubt they're going to ever go back to a singular timeline after this. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, so <clears throat> we will tell definitely this, do a wrap up of, of this oh, whole season. five and six. Definitely. Cause we didn't get made, Maurer's full opinion yet. Maurer. I, I can't even wrap my mind around Maurer <laughs> and his, I don't know why he thinks the show is slow. I don't know why he dislikes the show. I, that last episode was outstanding. Mm-hmm. That last episode was worth every episode before it. It was, I mean, each of these shows have been great, but as of right now, if I had to, if I had to order them, I'd probably still say WandaVision's first because it's just mm-hmm. so unique. Then I'm going Loki and Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and that's not to say anything bad about Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I truly enjoyed that. It's just Falcon of the Winter Soldier does not have the long-lasting ramifications that these two shows do because these right. two shows are straight-up setups. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. I mean, look, we heard we heard the name Vampire brought up in the last episode. And we know the Darkhold is the end of WandaVision, which gives us vampires. Mm-hmm. So, And we know that the timeline is going to most likely be destroyed at the end of Loki. So vampires coming into existence literally is going to happen in the end of these shows. Yep. They will have existed throughout time. Like Technically speaking, <laughs> Wesley Snipes' Blade movies are part of the MCU after Loki. And the vampires they grabbed could have been from Wesley Snipes' world. That's Hell, true. it could have been Wesley Snipes they grabbed. He could be a variant. How great would that be? Would be if he shows up on that planet. 
<laughs> or or world. the best thing that this is this is this is the end credit scene because and only, I mean like, you got to be a hardcore Blade fan <laughs> to get this movie wise. The end of the episode is going to be whoever was running the TVA and keeping an eye on the multiverse because maybe that's what this is. Maybe maybe we get the the um, the omniversal core um, that monitors the multiverse, mm-hmm. um, and they just give them a, a, a post-it note that just says we got Blade. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody unaware in the last blade movie wesley snipes would not respond to anybody he would only use post-it notes and they could only refer to him as blade <laughs> if they that would be the best it would be amazing that would be the biggest inside joke ever i think on that note need, do we need to wrap it up i think we need to end on that note yeah. We got played. <laughs> All right. You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice. Pat on the back for myself for not waking up the baby because boy, oh boy, did I want to scream a couple times. Uh, but <laughs> baby's still asleep. Uh, if you like the show, comment, like, rate, subscribe. Uh, we and everybody who does, thank you so much. I cannot stress how important that is for the growth of this show. Everybody who has been watching and liking on, on YouTube, trying to help us build that channel up. Thank you very much. That's going a long way. Um, but once again, I'm Menti. And I'm Moshko, and Menti just said it all. Uh, actually, as of uh, earlier this morning, we hit our uh, threshold to get that vanity URL for YouTube. So. Oh, as soon no as we way. Get Welcome the, to Fireside. Uh, yeah, as soon as the, the board. Well, yeah. I guess there's a time frame on getting that implemented, but yeah, that's going to happen. Lots of, uh, lots of new stuff. Kudos, kudos to Moshko for doing these the reaction videos. We keep talking about we were going to start doing them, and <laughs> Moshko is just like, screw it. I'm not waiting for you anymore. So one of these days, you'll get reactions from the rest of us, but kudos <laughs> to... Uh, and so go buy, go buy stuff from his store. Right, go do that. Go buy that some works. toys from his store yeah. as a thank you for, for getting us to do reaction videos. Because, hell, in the Firesiders group on Facebook, they've been asking for reaction videos forever. And we just, <laughs> we just never did. So, yeah, that's coming. Uh, all right. On that note, episode five, maybe, definitely episode six. Thanks. Thanks.